This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is day number 10 of Wayne Dyer Week. Now, I know what you're thinking. A week has seven days. I can agree with that, right? That's what the construct has been created for us to believe. Weeks have to be seven days because we all adhere to the fact that's the truth, right? However, in this parallel universe that we're now operating in, I believe a week has 10 days because, damn it, there's 10 lessons inside this Wayne Dyer book, so we're just going to adhere to that. So this Wayne Dyer week is 10 days. And the 10th secret, the 10th lesson, is a true wisdom is avoiding all thoughts that weaken you, like the thoughts that weeks only need to have seven days. Imagine how much more you could get done if you had 10 days in your week. I'm starting a petition that weeks are now going to be 10 days. If you'd like to sign this petition, go ahead and email me. I'm, I'm kidding. There's no actual petition. But what I would like you to do, instead of emailing me about a petition to sign up for 10 days of the week, I'd like you to start to assess every single thought that you have. Assess if you believe that individual thought strengthens your power or weakens you. In fact, there's actually a simple muscle test you can do to try out any thought that you're having in the present moment. It works like this. Right now, hold your arm out to your side and have someone else around you attempt to push your arm down while you resist. How'd that feel? You know, don't don't let the person break your arm, just have them push it down gently. Now, simply think of telling a lie while they're pushing down on your arm at the same time. Notice how much weaker you are than if you repeat this during a moment of telling the truth. This can be done for any thought that elicits an emotional reaction. See, there's an incredible author, which I'm gonna dive into in future episodes, named David Hawkins. He's got a a book called Power Versus Force, plus six or seven other ones that I've read in the past gosh, a few weeks. In his book, he actually elaborates on this method and provides a map of consciousness to show you how every thought computes to either weakening or strengthening you at your musculature level. Think of that. Think of all the BS lies you tell yourself every day. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not deserving enough. I'm not intelligent enough. My friend, those are lies. Those are labels that at some point during your life, you allowed someone else to peel off and stick to you. And from the standpoint of being able to acknowledge who you allowed to do that, you can now disallow them to repeat that. You can actually reach down and take off those labels and replace them with labels by design that you created. See, authentic wisdom ends up being the ability to monitor yourself at all times to determine your relative state of weakness or strength. And anything that weakens you, you'd want to shift away from. In this way, you keep yourself in an upbeat, higher state of consciousness. You prevent your thoughts from weakening every single organ in your body. I believe the power urges you to live and perform at your own highest level, and I believe that power is actually compassionate. Right? Most of us have this story that we run in our head, the power is tyrannical. That it's 
obtuse, that it's blunt force. But what if you reframe that to compassionate? And that force, on the other hand, actually involves movement, and this is unlike power. Power is a standing field that never moves against anything. Perhaps you've been in the presence of men or women that you deem to be powerful. It's most likely not that they're running at you or towards you. It's a steely presence they have that emits energy into the room that you're standing in. But because force is motion, it always creates a counterforce. The counterforce would have to then consistently consume, must be fed, and keep top up on energy. Rather than being compassionate, then force is associated with judgment, competition, controlling others. The entire musculature structure and system of your body would actually then be weakened because thoughts of force that you might have would weaken you. A thought of force requires a counterforce, and then that counterforce creates a battle that would weaken you, while thoughts of power strengthen you. And since no counterforce is called into play consuming your energy, power thoughts energize you because they make no demands on your system. But there are plenty of thoughts that you have every day, just as I have, I'm getting better at, but have certainly not perfected those thoughts that weaken me. If a simple thought that will make the muscle of your arm go weak or go strong, imagine what it must be doing to all the other muscles and all the other organs and systems in your body. Your heart is a muscle that's weakened by thoughts that disempower you. That would also mean your kidney, your liver, your lungs, intestines, all the surrounding muscles would be affected by your thoughts. If you'd like more information on this, this is essentially the study of epigenetics. It's the thoughts that we process and how they intercorrelate to the body's functions. What makes your body's functions more efficient or least efficient? What creates strength versus weakness? That epigenetic thought is actually what allows you to heal yourself with the power of your mind. Now, I know right now you're probably considering, did Ryan fall and bump his head? You can't heal yourself with the power of your mind. I don't know. If you believe yourself to be limited by that, then you would have to have force pushing against it. But what if you just for a moment embodied the fact that you were powerful enough to actually summon up the source, become a sorcerer, and heal yourself? What would be possible for you? If you don't believe this is possible, I implore you to take a look at Dr. Joe Dispenza. Read his book, Becoming Supernatural. Google him. Hop on YouTube and listen to his story. Any man that's essentially told he's not able to walk again opts out of surgery but yet is walking inside of three months might have a story to tell that might mean something to you. But what I found specifically after the event that we've had here is the thought that makes most people the absolute weakest is shame because shame produces humiliation. See, I can't impress the importance of forgiving yourself in a way that is ever strong enough from this microphone. If you carry around thoughts of shame and guilt about what you've done in the past, you're actually weakening yourself both physically and emotionally. Similarly, if you use a technique of shame and humiliation on anyone to get them to reform, you're actually going to create a weakened person who will never become empowered until those shameful and humiliating thoughts are removed. 
Think of all the ways that we as children were molded by our parents, by our teachers, by our coaches. This is not to cast dispersions on them. It's the fact of they didn't know this could be or is true. So what ends up happening is they use shame and guilt tactics. Right? If you don't do X, this bad thing's going to happen to you. If you don't do Y, this other bad thing's going to happen to you. Removing your own thoughts of shame involves a willingness to let go of those thoughts. To be able to then look forward and see past your old behaviors as lessons you had to learn. And then from the level of having to learn them, it allows you to reconnect to the source through prayer and meditation. That's why we meditate. That's why we future journal. That's why we dial ourselves in in the quietness of our own mind to connect to the source. See, after shame, guilt, and apathy, thoughts make you the weakest. They produce those emotions of blame and despair. To live in guilt ends up used to basically knock you off the present moment, moment and you become immobilized off of what's already transpired. Think of how many times, like in my life, I won't even say yours, when I would think about the fact that I was unfaithful, that I cheated on really phenomenal individuals in my life, and that I had an incredibly difficult time ever telling the truth, or I was a liar. When I used to think of those things, it would stop me in my tracks. I would feel small inside. I would feel limited and constricted. But I eventually got to the point of understanding that these are just things that I had done. They don't have to define who I am. No amount of guilt that I could possibly carry around would ever undo what I had did. If your past behavior could mobilize you to learn from your mistakes, then it's not guilt. It would be learning from the past. But to wallow in the present moment over your so-called errors of the past doesn't really make any sense because that is only happening in the present moment. Releasing shame and guilt ends up being like removing a huge weight from your shoulders. Guilt is released through the empowering thought of love and respect for yourself. You can actually empower yourself with love and respect. Letting go of standards of perfection and refusing to use up the precious currency of your life, which is the now, with thoughts that continue to frustrate and weaken you. Apathetic thoughts, as we all know, create despair. They are thoughts that keep us from being engaged in life. Apathy ultimately stems from self-pity and the need to be entertained consistently to avoid boredom. Boredom. You can never be apathetic or lonely if you love the person that you're alone with, which would be yourself. Every moment of every day presents an unlimited number of options for living fully and being connected to life. You don't need television or radio consistently blaring to avoid apathy. You have your own mind. And that own mind would be connected to the source, which would then ultimately be the kingdom of limitless potential. So you have a choice every morning when you wake up. Do you instantly go into shame and guilt about the things you didn't achieve from the day before? Or do you wake up proclaiming, today is great. Here's all the things I'm going to create. 
Any moments that you would allow yourself to fill in with thoughts of boredom and apathy truly weaken you, not only physically, but also emotionally and spiritually. To me, when you say that out loud, it almost seems like an insult to this wonderful universe that's filled with hundreds of thousands of millions of miracles each day. The other prominent thoughts that compete, that make you weak end up being fear and anger. Both of these categories of thought employ force, which produces counterforce, and we've already been through that. See, the dichotomy of hate and fear are at work within you, and they're always trying to weaken you. But those hate and fearful thoughts end up coming from the ego. And so yet again, would it be possible that the source is love and light and always around you and through you, and your ego is actually the dichotomy of hate and fear, and it's weakening you, and by simply reframing the ability to hold on to hate and fear, you now have a clear path towards abundance. Every thought you have in which you're in a state of fear keeps you away from your ultimate purpose. And then, of course, simultaneously weakening you. Your fearful thoughts are inviting you to stay immobilized. Turn your fear over to someone that's your senior partner. I would call that the source, God, higher power, the universe, something greater than you. It can literally be just as simple as in your mind quieting down for just a moment and stating, I'm going to move my ego out of the way and turn everything over to the greater source. See, anger is oftentimes justified as normal, but anger also makes us weak. Now, none of this is me imploring you or having you consider the fact of not processing emotions in a healthy manner. I believe that when we feel angry, we have to welcome the anger, embody the anger for a moment, and then Move the anger out of the way. It's like an unwelcomed house guest. If that house guest walks through your door and he starts to act a fool once he's inside your living room, you'd simply ask him to leave. You wouldn't let him rummage around your house for the next hour, day, week, or month. You would as quickly as you could get him out the front door, and if you couldn't get him out, you'd call the cops. Same thing happens with our thoughts. We can't control the end at our house, but we can control how quickly we get them out. Because when you become more peaceful in your thoughts and in your mind, you end up having more peace to give away. Moments of frustration won't trigger you the same way they did. They help you become more aware. Every thought of anger moves you away from love and into violence and vengeance, which ends up being forces. And those forces spur counterforces. Those counterforces weaken everybody involved. All these thoughts of shame, guilt, apathy, fear, and anger are energies. And since everything in our universe we know to be vibrating at a frequency, those that weaken you are the low and slow frequencies. The only way they could truly be dissolved is by bringing the higher, faster energies of the spirit or the source into their presence. So how do we do that? How do we tap into those thoughts that strengthen us? Well, you simply shift from a thought that's a very low energy vibration to a higher frequency or vibration. You go from weak to strong. When your thought is on blaming others, you're weakened. But when you shift to loving and trusting others, you become strong. Your thoughts end up coming with an accompanying energy. So why wouldn't you shift those to something that empowers you? 
Once you realize what you think about is a source of the experience of your reality, you may begin to pay more attention to what you're thinking about at any given moment. Your mind actually tells your body to produce the drugs it needs to keep you healthy. Give someone a sugar pill, maybe you, and allow me to convince you that it's the heart medicine that's going to have you live forever. You'll end up reacting as a placebo effect from the strength of your mind that this pill is a magic formula and secret to life. The mind is such a powerful tool in creating health. It also creates divine relationships, abundance, harmony, even parking places. If your thoughts are focused on what you want to attract in your life and you maintain that thought with a passion of absolute soul-filled intention, then you'll eventually act upon that intention. Because the ancestor to every single action you've ever seen take place ends up being a thought. The most empowering thoughts you can have are those of peace, joy, love, acceptance, and willingness. These thoughts don't create a counterforce. Powerful, joyful, loving thoughts stem from your willingness to allow the world to simply be as it is. You'd actually be at that point in a state of inner bliss where serenity replaces fighting. Reverence of all life substitutes the craving and anxiety and understanding that supplement scores. You become an optimist. You become an orchestrator. Rather than even seeing or considering the glass is half empty, you would know that you're the one that can always fill it up. All of this is truly nothing more, in my opinion, than a conscious decision to start to take charge of your thinking. You'd have to be aware in any given moment of your life that you always have a choice of the thoughts you allow in your mind. No one else can put them there. Regardless of the circumstances you find yourself in, it is always your choice. And from that level of choice, you can choose to replace disempowering, weakening thoughts with thoughts of higher spiritual frequency and vibration. Don't convince yourself that it can't be done or it's easier said than done. I truly know for a fact your mind is yours to control. You are the creator and you are tapped into the source so you are the selector of your own thoughts. You can change them at will. Don't believe me? Red Apple. Red Apple right now. I know you just thought of a red apple. But why did you think about it? Did you know I was going to say red apple? Is it your mind that made me say red apple? You knew something was coming. See, no one can have control of your thoughts without your consent. So choose to avoid thoughts that weaken you and you will know true wisdom. It ends up being your choice. And that's what Wayne Dyer Week has ultimately been about. Is your opportunity to choose. You see, you can choose to continue to live life the way you've been living. Consuming content, maybe sitting on the sideline. Thinking about how unfair life is, how you just wish something would change. You can choose to think about sitting dormant. About consuming the podcast but not joining Life Optimization Group. About being interested in coaching but never reaching out. About wanting help but being consumed with the fact of you're not good enough, don't have enough money, don't have insert any variable it is. 
or you can just start to play the game of life from the level in which you're the orchestrator. You don't have to be the observer. And if it's an orchestration from your standpoint, why wouldn't you reach out to the things that you want and know that you deserve them? It wouldn't make any sense. I hope this past 10 days has provided some reframe of what's possible for you. I certainly can't ever say that I have all this figured out. What I can say is all this information that I shared with you, I somehow through divinity already knew. Maybe it's the mass amount of content I consume. Maybe it's on a books I've read. Maybe it's God, the source, a higher power, just beaming it right through me. Maybe Wayne Dyer, God rest his soul, is somehow inside of my body right now sharing it with me. I have no idea. I don't feel like it's my point to question it anymore. Why wouldn't I just show up and be? No different than you. Why do we always feel like we need to be in control? In my opinion, it's because that control keeps us safe and safety keeps us alive and the dominoes just keep falling. But when you realize that you're able to start to control your thoughts and control how those dominoes fall, you'll find yourself every day getting shit done. <laughs>